here's a story from The World. As the U.S. Supreme Court is expected to overturn Roe v. Wade, we at The World have been reporting on how other countries handle abortion. In the United Kingdom, abortion has been legal since 1967, but not in Northern Ireland. The procedure was decriminalized there just three years ago, but as Andrew Connolly reports from Belfast, access to abortion remains far from straightforward. For a long time, anyone in Northern Ireland needing an abortion for any reason had two choices, break the law or leave the country. For decades and longer, women in Northern Ireland were forced to travel in nearly all circumstances um, if they needed abortion health care or they were forced to seek abortion by backstreet means. Naomi Connor is with the campaign group Alliance for Choice. We meet at a restaurant in downtown Belfast. Historically, this is the most socially conservative part of the UK. Abortion has been the third rail of Northern Irish politics, and even now, it's a painful legacy for many. But I think the biggest thing was that women had to do it in secrecy, with a deep, deep, pervasive sense of stigma, worry and shame if anyone found out. Being forced to travel to England, where abortion was legal, was the reality for many, including Connor herself. I travelled for an abortion eight years ago. It probably cost them an around £1,100 because you had to fund the procedure then, the flights. That was OK because I had a credit card, but I was thinking about the women and the pregnant people who didn't. Northern Ireland's power-sharing government was set up after the 1998 Good Friday Agreement. Major parties have frequently let disagreements lead to government shutdowns. It was during one such shutdown in 2019 that an amendment to decriminalise abortion here was passed by Parliament in London. But three years later, abortion is still difficult to access. Fiona Bloomer is a specialist on abortion policy at Ulster University. She says underfunding puts a strain on medical professionals. Those, for instance, the the abortion providers are doing this on top of their additional duties and they don't have the full resources that they need. We're essentially having a service that's been operated on the basis of their goodwill. This means that the full range of abortion services required by British law is patchy at best and in some areas non-existent here. Bloomer says Conservative politicians here are putting people at risk, particularly during the pandemic. Many abortion services switch to being online provision of services, but our Minister for Health in Northern Ireland refused to allow that to happen. And as a result, at the height of the pandemic, women and pregnant people who needed early medical abortion still had to travel to an abortion clinic to access that. After the new policy went into effect, the number of abortions performed in Northern Ireland went up. Anti-abortion campaigners like Bernadette Smith were dismayed. We were outraged at what actually happened. Um, Our government was undermined. The people were undermined. Smith is the founder of an advocacy group called Precious Life. Its office is adorned with motivational quotes and rubber models of wombs. Smith has been campaigning against abortion for three decades. Well, abortion isn't health care, so there was no need for abortion to be um, implemented here by our, our existing government. I would say we still uh, maintain that pro-life culture, um, unlike the United Kingdom where women can have three, four, five abortions. It becomes part of the culture because it's legal. Smith tells me she's not backing down, especially now that the US Supreme Court looks set to make a major reversal on abortion and she hopes to see the younger generation in Northern Ireland take up the cause. 
But Mick Fielty, editor of the influential political news website Slugger O'Toole, says that's not the way things are going. Social conservatism in Northern Ireland is not on the march. It's actually on the retreat. Historically, this region is divided between Catholics and Protestants. Religious leaders from both traditions tend to be anti-abortion, but a major survey on social attitudes in Northern Ireland recently revealed that a third of the population says they don't belong to either religion. And I think that group is going to increasingly have a disproportionate influence, I think, on future direction in Northern Ireland. Naomi Connor, the abortion rights activist, says developments in the US are only adding to the sense of urgency. We were always going to have to be vigilant always, because we never take the justice, the rights, the access for granted. The moment you start taking it for granted is when it can sort of slip away. Abortion used to be a criminal offence here, but those days are gone, and now Sinn Féin is the majority party, once staunchly against abortion rights, now in favour. Just another sign of rapidly changing times for Northern Ireland. For The World, I'm Andrew Connolly, Belfast.